folks, welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. Uh, you have Honorat and Trevor on today. Uh, we had our break. We took 18 days, I would say, or 19 at this point, off of recording. Um, season's about to start, I think, next week. Starting Monday, you can start working on the car and getting ready for Zandvoort. So we thought it was probably the best time to, to get back and get working as well. Uh, on f1 content uh but i hope you all had a great break we're here to kind of summarize what happened in the first half and then uh to, to start looking to forward to the second half as well uh trevor how was your break uh so far so good it's been been relaxing just uh enjoying the summer how about yours uh yeah it's been busy um just work in general, uh, podcasting and, and F1 is, it's not the only thing we do. So, um, and it was a busy time of the year and what we do on the side. So what we do in real life, I guess, uh, it was a busy period. Um, so was glad we had a little bit of time off from F1. So, uh, we could just go, uh, we could have a, a little bit less uh, exciting lifestyle, but yeah, other than that, racing wise, uh, MotoGP was still on. So, uh, watched the British Grand Prix and watched the Austrian Grand Prix today at the Red Bull ring this morning. So yeah, staying busy racing wise, um, uh, in terms of, uh, racing series, but yeah, excited for the second half. Now I'm ready, fully charged, almost missing as fun though. Do you miss F1 yet? Uh, yeah, I would say I do. Looking forward to the the races starting up again uh, next week. Yeah, I mean, I th- I guess I would say I was missing F1 as well. I I uh I watched like I went back and watched like how the season played out. You know those series on the F1 app. Um, it's also on YouTube. You can find it basically where you can go back and watch summaries of like older seasons so i watched like 12 13 14 15 i'm in the middle of 15 now so just going back and watching old races um and also like f123 is out i can spend a little bit more time on there doing okay. some long stint runs i did a full race on friday night what are some uh some highlights from the old races you've been watching uh, anything uh anything notable any interesting uh storylines or, or battles from from some of the uh, legends yeah you could you know the the whole alonzo versus uh vettel uh time frame where they're just both going at it and how you know alonzo would just miss out by a point or two here and there it was it was it was gutting to see he definitely didn't have the fastest car at the time but he was putting a bloody fight against vettel uh vettel would usually start off on a pretty shaky foot and then second half of the season just blow everybody out of the water which was good to see uh in 20 in 2014 it was good so do to you think see... that was a Vettel thing or do you think that was a car development thing uh I just think the Red Bull had a fantastic car uh and Alonso was was dragging his Ferrari like to places it shouldn't have been um but uh yeah, yeah, and Vettel, they they were they were fighting really strong, and it was really clean, like for the most part, it was the racing was clean. Then I noticed some dude Pastor Maldonado all the time, man. Pastor, Pastor, and Grosjean were the other highlight. Like they were always involved in something. They were always shutting somebody out or 
causing some accident and it was just recurring like i don't know if it's the the way they summed up the seasons that's interesting but yeah these two fellas were were quite involved in in a lot of drama uh as well but yeah 2015 i think we got uh the young verstappen in now uh so watching young verstappen do his thing on track uh but yeah right reliability with the Renault engine was also a big issue that year for the Red Bull. So yeah, all in all, it's been exciting. It's been, it's been busy, but it's been keeping me quite, quite in the loop of uh, F1, if you want to call it that way. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Nice. Anything you, you remember from that time frame that you, that you think I should look out for when I go back? Um, from that time frame. Yeah. Like 12 yeah, through I... 15. I don't know. That's not a, that's not like a time frame that's like super present in my mind. Um, I don't know. I kind of think more of like the early 2000s and then also kind of since then. Um, but is that when, yeah. when did Kimmy win a, win a championship? Was it during that? Oh, seven. Oh, seven. So it was like yeah. mm-hmm. a little bit before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kimmy's championship was an exciting one. That one's also a good season to watch. So much drama, Lewis versus uh, Alonzo, and and then Kimi bagging it in the back end. Yeah, it was it was a great season as well. Uh, I think I watched that one a couple years ago or earlier before the start of this season. I went back and watched it. I like to go through that just to keep just to keep my memory, just to jot my memory back a little bit. I'm getting old, so like maybe I I tend to forget like specifics of of like races that that had happened. So going back and rewatching that uh it's also it's also a great thing uh that's me doing my promo there for f1 tv so i think i think i should get paid now (laughs) (laughs) sounds fair to me yeah right uh but now i think it's on netflix Uh, it's on youtube you can actually find all of what we're talking about on youtube if you're interested um and i i highly recommend it sounds good i'll uh, check it out yeah, um, it will take you an entire day, though, like to watch an entire <laughs> recap of it. Every episode is like 12 to 15 minute recap, uh, but but it's great. It's 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 worth it. But no, uh, where are we went to the break? There's a bit of drama here and there. Nothing compared to what we had in 2022, I believe, with the with the whole driver's market, which I think was. It's a great thing because everybody had to, had a little bit of rest. Uh, I know Otma uh, was ejected uh, with with his with his folks a couple a, a day or two before the end of the season, and he put out that quote. I remember you were saying that quote was from uh, uh, what's his name, the the Wizard of Omaha, right? The Oracle of Omaha. Yeah, oh, that was a Warren Buffett quote, or at least the yeah. first time I heard that quote, it was it was from Warren Buffett. Um, yeah. As a reminder, it was uh, something along the lines of, you can't get nine women pregnant and expect to have a baby in one month. Yeah, so yeah, it makes sense, right? Like, I don't know, a lot of people were confused. Uh, I, I just think you can, he has his, you, you can't be like, you can't put money or or have multiple projects going and expect because you have nine different pro- projects that you know it will it'll all play out the next month. You need nine months. Like you have a lot of a, a lot of things going on. You need, it needs time to bake and and to come to fruition. So yeah, 
a big loss there for my. But at the same time, I saw I saw a list of uh, like the total damage like from this season for for all the cars, and Alpine has had the most damage out of all of the teams. So like. I could see management getting a little bit frustrated about when whoever's running the F1 project on on the administrative side at at Renault uh, should understand that the the drivers making mistake on track and, and breaking the car uh, is not a reflection of the management team really the 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 F1 team and Otmore and and the strategists uh, like stuff like that happens and. You know, it, it, it was a freak show, uh, Australia. And if that was the underlying issue for, for being sacked, I know there's a, a bunch of other things you probably looked at and they pulled the trigger. I think the lack quickly. of progress is the real underlying issue, but that's yeah. something that's quantifiable. They can point to and say, hey. Yeah, but then what do they do next? This is part of you know, reason. That's, yeah, yeah, I that team. It's I don't been, know. I don't think that's a yeah. very well-run organization. You kind of alluded a little bit ago to the the chaos of last season's driver market. I mean, they were in the center of all of that. I don't think like a well-run organization finds itself in that situation ever. So, yeah, they found themselves yeah, oh. in that situation like twice in a row last year. First with Alonso, and then with Piastri. Yeah, I know it's a. It's it's an interesting. I think there's there's the, I don't know what they do with the team. I don't know if they need to get out of the sport, but they truly they're 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 investing money into this 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 project. But uh, it's it's really not showing. Even if anything. they got out of the sport, just look at history. Even if they got out of the sport, they'll be back in like three years. So they should. So so you should as a business plan. Should they stick around and keep hemorrhaging money or? find people that there's there's the likes of Andretti they should that commit one way or the other is what they should do this whole like i don't know we're leaving oh we're back we're leaving oh we're back yeah so we'll see do like bmw just leave and never look back do like toyota leave and never look back you know don't pull don't pull a honda and and then keep coming back and forth you know but anyways yeah that's my i think it's it's a little bit of uh it's a very it's very disappointing uh they're a big car company um they have nissan there that's that's a pretty good brand well known so like they could they have many ways to spin this off i know it's 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 a way to market alpine their luxury car but like i don't know it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a bottomless pit if we try to go in and see if and try to solve alpine's problems today but uh, yeah. no, I don't think I don't think that's that's the mission here. Um, but yeah, that was one issue this season that kind of caught everybody's attention was just the underperformance of that Alpine team was was glaring. But yeah, uh, shifting back, let's take a step back to kind of your impression of the season thus far. Um, do you have uh, any any favorite teams? Uh, or any let's let's maybe take a step back. What was your 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 best highlight of the of the season? Like in terms of race and what what race kind of like disappointed you a little bit or race weekend uh, disappointed you? Um, so I would say like the most exciting kind of uh, point in the season was like as we were leaving 
Baku. So if you remember, um, Max and Checo kind of traded race wins in the in the early part of the season, and leaving Baku was pretty close in the in the front for the drivers' championship, and uh, kind of looked like we were going to have a pretty exciting season. Um, and then, so that was like. I don't know. I think kind of the most like exciting point in the season where uh, there was a lot of promise that it'd be kind of exciting top to bottom in the in the drivers championship. Um, and then I would say kind of two races later, it became pretty clear when uh, Max won Monaco and Checo didn't score points that uh, it, you know we were kind of set up for a in terms of the drivers championship, pretty one sided. Um, Max has won every race since then. Um, so I'd say, you know, in terms of um, just like as a fan hoping, like as a neutral fan hoping for an exciting season, that was kind of the, the high point and sort of low point. Um, what is a neutral fan? <laughs> well, like, I don't, like, I just yeah. want to see good racing. I don't care who wins and, yeah. uh, you know. It, it stopped at that point. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of have to agree with you there too. Um, it was great the whole king of the street. Like we were all excited uh, into, into after up until race four because we're like, oh, even if you know they have the 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 fastest car relative to everybody else percentage wise, like in terms of the dynamics that we've seen in other seasons, like. The, the Mercedes battle Rosberg versus Hamilton for a few years at the start of the of the turbo hybrid era uh, I if that if we at least got something like that uh, and 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 the championship goes to the to the last race of the season uh, between even if it's teammates like that will keep us on our toes right we never know who would win mm -hmm. the race at least if it's a 50 50 chance uh, that one person, wins the race uh would, would kind of keep uh fans more interested and excited about this and then the heated ball. battle between teammates could lead to situations like spain 2016 where they take each other out and neither one yeah. wins the race and you have yeah. a completely kind of new looking podium for for that weekend yeah um yeah like that would have been a, a more exciting dynamic but i do have to say even though you know there's not really a question who's going to win the driver's championship and you know who's most likely to win each each grand prix weekend in terms of drivers I, I do think it's been an exciting season so far in the midfield um particularly with the teams kind of the development race between the teams it kind of seemed like um you know apart from from red bull it seemed like aston martin hit the ground running and uh maybe some other teams are catching up mclaren started off terribly and uh they seem to have gotten their act together and our um last couple races have been competing in the front so um yeah, I, I, guess, I do think I it's guess been started... an exciting season it's just in terms of who's going to win the drivers championship that's that... pretty obvious yeah but i guess i guess you touched on on aston martin there i'm just move on to the second question then like is that that what was it what was the team that surprised you like you're talking about the shuffle in the second part of the grid it was kind of a team that really surprised you or drivers that surprised you um this 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 first half here so starting with teams i would say like i mentioned aston martin um i thought the way they the pace that they had in the beginning of the season was really impressive and really surprising um they went from 
you know, being kind of toward the bottom of the midfield last year to all of a sudden um, Alonso was on the podium the first uh, few races. So I think that was really impressive. The way McLaren seemed to really blow it in the beginning of the season, but then turned it around so quickly um, in the last uh, last several race weekends, I think that has been uh, pretty pretty exciting, pretty interesting. Um, and then also I think Alpine has been – I kind of expected to see a little bit more of them. They've kind of not seemed to be much of a factor. You know, occasionally they'll be in the top 10, occasionally not. But um, I thought they'd be kind of bringing more of a fight to to the teams ahead of them. And they, yeah. they seem to get, I thought they'd be better than Aston Martin, for example. Um, they seem to have gotten kind of leapfrogged by them. Um, and then McLaren, they started off better than McLaren. I would wouldn't be surprised if the season ends with McLaren ahead of them in the, in the constructors championship. So, so you have two, so, yeah, I'd say those are some, some How surprises. About the drivers? Uh, drivers. First of all, I'd say Albon for sure. Um, I think that, that Williams is a little bit better than I expected it to be, but Albon's been getting some, some really good results with a car that's, you know, bottom two, bottom three on the grid. Um, Piastri has been surprising. It took a while to kind of see, like we mentioned, uh, McLaren had some issues with their, with their car performance in the beginning part of the season, but I've been really impressed with, uh, with Piastri in the last few races. And then, uh, Alonso, um, Alonso has been another positive surprise. He's, uh, he's still got it. Um, getting a, a few podiums early in the season. It's kind of been a little bit quiet the last few races, but, um, We'll see. We'll see how that goes in the second half. Um, and then, in terms of, you know, kind of negative surprises, I would say Checo, um, primarily qualifying consistency is is the the surprise I've had with Checo. Um, it's been all over the place, going out in Q1, missing Q3 several times in a row. Um, he usually does a pretty decent job in the race, but he's you know starting off way out of position and not making things easy for himself. Um, and then I think Gasly has been another uh, surprise to me. I thought, I thought he'd be a little bit more competitive with Ocon um, and he hasn't really been so far. So, yeah, and he hasn't been there uh, this season. And I do agree uh, in terms of uh, McLaren and, and, and um, Aston as well. Uh, real surprise of this season. Nobody thought, you know, Aston Martin would make such a huge jump, and they did, and and it's it's provided a little bit more excitement from than watching the usual suspects um, uh, at the front of the field. But they've fallen back now. But do wish to see Alonso back in the podium in the second half. That'd be great. Uh, on my end, I think I was a little bit disappointed from the performance of of the Mercedes team. Um, they 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 they've been stuck in that fluctuating between two and three last season as well uh, and that's similar to ferrari too it's, this applies to ferrari and mercedes stuck between two and three um flipping around still dragging the same issues they had last season in terms of ferrari not being a good race car and mercedes just not knowing what direction to progress and to close the gap uh to red bull or to 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 the second best team, whatever, but it's just 
this inconsistency there in terms of performance and, and evolution in terms of performance, it's kind of like, oh, guys, w when is this going to happen? You know, other teams have made the jump. So it's it's a little bit scary that these two teams are still struggling with issues that now allows them to be exposed to lower teams or like teams that we didn't expect um, to jump them, right? And, and, and to be fighting with them day to day it, it it allows for more excitement for sure but yeah it uh it's it's really not it's really not doesn't look good uh for those two top teams there uh in terms of drivers i think one guy that you know usually i i've never I, I don't feel surprised uh i'm, I'm actually excited for him it's yuki sonoda just delivering man like he doesn't have a good car but always does the best he can making slightly very very few mistakes compared to last year. Uh, Self-critical quite a bit, and uh, it's improving as a driver. And and it's really, you know, M Ricardo is back now, and he can he's he's keeping up with Ricardo, even doing better than him. Um, uh, showed the Vries how it's done. I know he has a, a had a year ahead of the Vries, but was able to still uh, fight against the uh, Vries, and 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 that led to the Vries the uh, Vries's exit. But yeah, Yuki was a good a good sighting. I think another one that that I think is really uh, not providing. It's probably he's in his head. Would be Magnuson. Uh, I know the car isn't good either, but Magnuson seems to be in this psychological state where he's seen a new teammate that's been out of the sport for a couple of years come back and just beat him every weekend in terms of quality and. Uh, yeah, in the race he can be there or thereabout, but the cow the car is not allowing him to perform, which is now putting him in a situation where he risks losing his team again. Right? We had a fairy tale story in twenty two, and that's probably not going to repeat again next year. Uh, it could be he. They're both waiting for contract renewal, so is that even going to happen for for either of them? We don't know, but uh, I think he's in a state where he has to probably beat his teammate a bit more in the second half in terms of qualifying if if he's gonna maintain his seat at haas uh i can quick question another... for you on, on yeah. yuki what do you what do you expect out of yuki in the second half of the season so currently he's got three points he's in 17th in the uh in the driver's standings what do you what kind of results are you expecting to see by the like where do you expect him to be in the driver's standings either in terms of points or in terms of uh, position by well, the end of the season? I, I think like any track that rewards a little bit uh, a little bit less straight line speed and stuff like that, I think that car will be able to perform well. So you take out the Monzas, you take out like, he, he should be able to do well at, I don't know, Sanford maybe in the U.S., uh, scored points there last year but it's it's fundamentally just scoring a bit even if it's a one point here and there uh you have the the the, the, the bottom two cars um so i don't know maybe doing better and scoring points here and there and and maybe i don't know, making it to even if he's if he keeps his position in terms of, of ranking but but the ability to put that alpha theory in, in point scoring positions maybe in quality doing better than Ricardo and in the races as well, doing a little bit better or being par with Ricardo. Um, 
would 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 bode well for him uh for for his career okay interesting yeah. yeah uh yeah it's 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 hard to 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 kind of like make predictions i know at on, in the second in the first half of the season i i had him in a and i had him beating how do you call it devries but you know i had him sonoda just slightly right sonoda 13th i had him in devries 14th uh but He's doing. He's doing a lot better. He's doing way better than, than what I had expected. Uh, but he's going against Ricardo now, which is a slightly tougher competition. He's not a rookie. He's several times race winner, so not. That's a good thing, right? If you can stay on par with him. So I'm actually not super bullish on Yuki Sonoda. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I don't. Like I know he's in the slowest car. I've been saying it the whole the whole time, but like I mean, he's only got three points so far. He's being outscored by everybody except for Magnuson, Sargent, and Devries, and now Ricardo. But Ricardo's only had two races. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I'm not like super impressed. And also, I don't think like I think before when. Uh, there was a possibility he would get the the second Red Bull seat someday. I think his career trajectory was was a lot higher than it is now. Like if he's leaving the team to go to another team in 2025, they're never going to give him a chance to that second Red Bull seat. How good's that other car going to be? It's probably not going to be as good as this year's Red Bull, next year's Red Bull, for example. So like, I don't know. I just don't like, I think Yuki's a, a fun guy. He's fun to see in interviews. I just don't, I just don't really see where his career trajectory is going now that uh, kind of the partnership with Red Bull is is ending in the in the relatively near future. So you don't expect him in the second half to to perform, or is it longer term than second half of the season? I'm just well, to... like both. I think it's. I mean, Ricardo is still a big question mark, but he's got everything to gain. Um, by you know getting performance out of the car like they're already talking about is basically ricardo's audition for the for the second for a chance at the second red bull seed in the future also depends on how checo does in the second half so that'll be interesting as well but i don't like i don't i kind of think ricardo is gonna beat sonoda like pretty consistently in the second half you don't you think yuki has an upper hand on him by default for for being around longer in that seat no not really i think ricardo is gonna beat him in the second half i mean oh, keep in okay. mind it's only been two races and like one of the races ricardo had a terrible starting position because he like just exceeded track limits and quality and got a lap time deleted yeah so like that's in his second race weekend in the car I mean, I kind of expect those sort of mistakes to to go away once he's a little bit more comfortable in the car, a little more familiar with how it's going to respond to what he's doing. And I, I think at that point, once Ricardo gets like a little bit comfortable, I don't think Yuki's really going to have much of a chance at beating him. Cool. I'm glad we have different. Views also, I think um, in terms of we know, like famously, the Red Bull organization like plays favorites, and I think with the the fact that Yuki's leaving the team in the next like year and a half or so, if that if they play favorites for anybody, it's not going to be Yuki. Why would it be? So, Ricardo has that 
advantage. If, if anybody has an advantage there, it would be Ricardo, I would think. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with some of the points you bring up there. Uh, I think all in all, for Yuki's career, uh, the, the only thing he has control over is how he does on track and how he performs. Sure. How he goes against his, his teammate. And I think in that point, I have I have faith that he will he will live up to at least the expectation he probably sets for himself uh, of beating his teammate or any driver sets for himself. And that's where I'm putting the bet. Uh, the bet is not him joining Red Bull. For me, it's we all know it's it's already factored in that he will be leaving the team and that the engine, the the the, the Honda is taking the engine away in in 2016 for another team. So, you know that's already kind of baked into to my my expectation here the only thing i i i am adding here is his performance versus his teammate that's and his performance in general with the tools he has uh that's kind of how i'm looking at it whether whether he ends up in the big bad red bull uh doesn't really doesn't really matter right so yeah my point isn't more like whether or not he ends up there it's just like because of the fact that he's leaving the team like there's less of an incentive for people within the AlphaTauri organization to like help him as much as there was before. If you're going to try to like help one driver more than the other at this point, they have every incentive to try to help Ricardo rather than Yuki because there's a chance Ricardo's going to be with the organization for more than a year. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. You're like something out of their control. We're, we're kind of so yeah. It's it's outside of Yuki's control, but it might impact on like it might have an impact on how much help the organization's yeah. willing to give him while he's still there. Cool. Given right, the Alpha fact Tari. that there's like an end date. Yeah, the end date is in two years. But yeah, I I got it. Do you think? Well, he's there until. 2016, 2015 at least, right? Do you think they bring in 20, a, 26, 25? What's that? Uh, 2025. 2016 which, was like a while ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you do you think they bring in uh, Iwasa then? I don't know. Or is it Red Bull's car, car? Or bring in another junior driver instead of him and just put him out? If they're going to play favoritism, why do you even keep him then? Or is it a requirement? That they keep them. I think it's kind I, of a, an agreement while they have the engine to have a Japanese driver. Well, what if they say, well, you to have the driver to... that Honda says, but like yeah. by default, the driver that Honda says is going to be a Japanese driver. Well, Iwasa is there, right? That's what I'm bringing up. Iwasa is. Are they are they gonna try to just say, hey, we'll bring in Iwasa and and have another and have another driver, or do you think Honda? Is that Iwasa Red Bull's until... call or is that Honda's call? Well, if if Red Bull says, well, it's not up, Yuki's not living up to our expectations, getting beat, beaten by his teammate, we need we need a different driver to for our team's sake. Yeah, that but like, happens. can can Honda say, no, we're fine with Yuki? Well, let's see. Uh, I I don't know the specifics <laughs> of the contract in the back end. Me neither. Yeah, it, that's my question. It's intriguing, right? Uh, this whole dynamic of like, uh, quote unquote, pay drivers uh, and sp sponsorship in the business and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. I don't know what they do with Iwasa. He's doing okay in Formula Two. I don't know. Do they do they send him to Aston Martin as a reserve driver after he does his time in in Formula Two or does well or win a Formula Two season? I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. Maybe they can hammer out an agreement with a with a team lower down the grid to to yeah. get him a seat, kind of like uh, Mercedes did with Russell in a way for a few yeah. years at Williams before they brought him onto the the main team. Yeah. We'll give you a discount on the engine if uh, you take one of our drivers, or we pay you to take one of our drivers. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, cool. We it was a good one. Um, all right. So this year we've had introduction of like a few shifts in the regulations we had quality uh format change a little bit where now you're required to take the hardened fp fp1 no q1 take the medium in q2 and the and the softs in q3 that 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 allowed for an exciting qualifier in in hungary uh what are your thoughts on 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 that um, and that introduction to, to the rules this year? I think it brings an interesting dynamic to qualifying. Um, you know, certain cars are able to warm up their tires more quickly than other cars so that, you know, especially in a situation where everybody's on the hards or on the mediums, I think the, the cars that are better at warming up the tires have kind of an advantage there, um, hmm. which is interesting because it's usually those cars usually kind of chew through tires too quickly during the race. So it kind of brings an interesting dynamic to qualifying that it's, you know, kind of offsets during the race in a way. Um, so yeah. I think it's a, it's an interesting new rule change. Uh, we haven't seen it a ton yet. So, you know, Jerry's still out and so we kind of see it at a lot more circuits and whatnot, but so far so good, I would say. Yeah. I think somebody was saying, I, I don't know if it was uh, Lando Norris was saying something about how Hungary was well suited for like that type of quality format because you could, it was relatively easier to light up the tires, the, the harder tires. Uh, and that at a, at, a, at, a, at a track like Silverstone or somewhere else, it probably wouldn't work. And then other tracks that you have a hard time switching on your, your, your tires, it would be, it'll probably lead to, incidents uh for for certain teams but i don't know i i i like a jumbled unexpected grid any day i'll take it any day but yeah we'll we'll see how it goes we'll see how it how it plays out it's new it's exciting uh you know it's 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 something we look i look forward to seeing how how it goes and maybe hopefully it the trial period uh plays out well and we can we can have that stick around for a lot longer um Another issue, another thing that came up was the the sprint weekend format and the number of sprint races we have. Um, what, what, so far, after after the first, we tried it a couple of times now. Um, the weekends for me, I think, became busy, hard to track, uh, really so much going, um, and and it's all over the place where you have quali for the race on Friday and then you have quali for the sprint on Saturday followed by the sprint that afternoon and then you have the race on Sunday when you had the quali for the race on Mon on Friday it's it's so complex to keep track of what is happening and when um so i think maybe finding fine tuning the schedule uh to be a little bit easier and maybe giving the teams a little bit more time uh in terms of fp1 or maybe park fermer park fermer rules just loosen them up a little bit for teams to kind of like address like 
issues that they that they find after maybe the sprint race or quality race so that we get a different race maybe on Sunday than, than just a continuation of what we saw on Saturday. I think it would be an interesting thing that I would love to see, but wonder what you think about uh, the sprint so far this year. Um, I agree. I mean, on the one hand, it's nice that there there is a lot of action for the, the race weekend. There's a lot to tune into, a lot of, uh, you know, either qualifying or cars battling on track during a, a race or the sprints or whatever. Um, so on that, from that perspective, it's good, but I, I agree that it is a bit much. Um, it's, it's hard to keep track of for sure. A lot of times we'll be doing the race recaps for those sprint weekends and not really sure. Like we'll talk about an incident, but we're just like, was that, was that the yeah. sprint, the Grand Prix? Like which qualifying was that? So it is definitely hard to kind of, stay stay tuned on like what stay plugged into what's going on in each session um just because there's so much but there's also a lot of action so um i don't know yeah can't yeah. can't really complain that much yeah that's true that's true it's uh it's the sport is growing they're trying different things and i think you know it's it's good to see uh you know so yeah I, I'm, I'm okay with it i just gotta wrap my head around kind of how, how i organize my weekend around around the sprints event a little bit more effectively um maybe yeah i do introspective look there and see what i could do better uh in terms of <laughs> preparing for my sprint weekends yeah i'm that type of dude man like i don't like to just point the finger um i like to at least take a look at what i'm doing that's probably not um aligning with with the new uh new order new world order so um kind of what are what are three things that you're looking for in the second half of the season? Ooh, second half is going to be spicy. There's one thing I'm, I'm looking forward to. We have, what, 10 races left, right, instead of 12? I'm looking for that, like that quickly blow out, um, and then we can, we can, we can get a, a winter break. I'm looking forward to the winter break. <laughs> That's Already? one thing. Yeah. yeah. Still I, the I summer break. Yeah, I, I think I'm looking forward to the winter break. So you got some skiing to, go. to do or something? You got some ski no. trip planned? No, no, no. Just uh, it's just a lot of races. You know, twenty-two. I think is, a, I think twenty-two is is a good number. But uh, but because because I'm saying twenty-two, I'm looking forward to the winter break. Um, I was excited at the start of the year. Um, that gets me pumped up when. You know, it's like, oh, they're bringing in new cars. Everybody's developing new cars. Like the first race, seeing the Aston Martin deliver. And, and it was it was just, it was the unknown of the start of the season. That gets me excited. Um, now it's, I think at this point, there's no fight for the, for any of the championships anymore. So maybe I, I just, that utopian uh, belief of uh, more fights uh, next season, maybe gets me excited in during winter breaks, but yeah, it's, it's also with to be fair, combat, there's still a big fight for P2. Yeah. 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 I guess, I guess you can look at it that way. Uh, but I ultimately is Hamilton going, has 148 points. Alonso has 149 points. Checo has 189 points. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, it's true. It's true. Too but, bad. You know, too bad. Q1s from Checo and somebody else can be in P2. Yeah, that could be no. I mean, like that could be exciting to watch, right? Uh, but I, 
I do remember when we got even to the last race of the season last year, we we're talking about the fight for P2 uh, between Perez and Leclerc. Really, nobody cared at that point already. Nobody was like, tuning in. Nobody cared what happened to either of them. So I don't know if that's going to happen again. It's nothing wrong with, with, with it, right? But I think the excitement is, is it's lowered a little bit in, in that term, and it's and it could be a long season. I know we lost two races this year, and it still felt like a pretty long season. Just so one. We lost two. We lost China, too, and Imola. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know. That's just me being 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 extreme there. Um, two other things I'm looking out for. Um, just trying to see the, the fight between uh, the the rest of the field, right? Like, who 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 develops better? You know, uh, can can get between McLaren, you know, uh, Aston Martin, do they solve their problem? Does McLaren be, uh, get ahead of uh, Ferrari and and Mercedes by the end of the season? Is it? I don't know. I want to see how that all shapes up uh, in the second half. So yeah, looking forward to seeing that. Looking forward to see can the Haas figure out their problems in terms of race pace and probably be more involved in the racing. So th those are kind of my three things. Just excited for the winter break, uh, how it plays out in terms of development for the rest, uh, the, the rest of the teams. And uh, yeah, if, uh, if Hoskins solve their race pace issue because it's been half a season and still don't know what's happening there. So it would be good to see if Hoskins get back in the fight and score more points during the races That's okay nice in addition to that i'm also looking forward to uh the danny rick versus Tsunoda battle in the second half of the season um i think devries was not a good benchmark against which to really like measure a teammate so i think Tsunoda kind of had like an easy easy compare in the first half of the season. So I'll be interested to see how it goes in the second half. And then uh, the other thing I'll be looking for is to see if uh, Checo can sort out his uh, qualifying consistency issues. Um, I think he's been doing generally pretty fine in the races. His, as far as I can tell, his main problem is qualifying. And it's seems to be like mostly mental it's consistency makes mistakes gets lap times deleted goes off the track something like that so yeah uh, we'll see he i think his he's gotta get more consistent in qualifying and i think that'll be the best way that he can uh quiet down all the danny rick to red bull talk is just if if checo can be more consistent qualifying and um yeah, I think that'll be an interesting thing to watch out for for the, the second half of the season. I'll slide one more in there as we're talking about the stuff to look at in terms of the Red Bull pack there. Um, maybe seeing seeing the record broken, I guess. That's one thing I want to see. Uh, for Stappen winning the rest of the races, I think that would be something exciting to see. And the team maybe bagging a 1-2 for the rest of the season, I think that would be exciting to watch. Just pure perfect execution. From one team i think that would be great to see so if they can pull that off like that'll be that'd be record-breaking that'll be that would be that would be insane to watch but yeah we'd look forward to seeing a blowout for the rest of the season i think would be 
will be a, a, a good reward for, for the car they've built and for, for the pairing they have. Yeah, speaking of that car, I've heard that there's a chance that next year Alpha Tower is going to be able to use that car or use the car very similar to that car. What do, yeah. what do you make of these these rumors? I don't think or... that's I don't think the rule allows that, really. I think the rule They're allows talking you about to buy... a potential change to the rule. Yeah, that's so given that involves like change. information sharing. Yeah, given that's I I don't see the other teams ex allowing that. I don't see what would, how it would benefit them by allowing that. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? So like, I don't think, I don't think that's going to go through. Uh, it's a piranha club, man. Nobody just wants to allow themselves to get, to get chewed up for making poor decisions. That's a poor decision. If any of the other teams allowed that to happen. Uh, it would be a crazy dynamic though, to see a car go from the slowest on the grid yeah. to like potentially one of the, or, or just looking at this year's cars, a team takes, you know, the slowest on the grid, and then the following year they have the fastest of those cars. Like, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think that would be, you know, it used to happen in the past, and it, and the teams already rebelled against that once before. Um, so I don't think they're going to just reinstate something they they didn't agree on in the past. And that, you know, in the rule books, they're technically not the same team right like they can't you can't issue team orders to uh uh an alpha tower to get out of a different way, team right? yeah yeah but so. i think it's kind of like unspoken like if you want a future in this organization and you're an alpha tower driver like you get out of the way of a red bull driver trying to come through yeah so like it has to it, it has to be circumventing like the rules that are that are there in a very smart way to to pull that off or maybe just like everything that the rule allows you to take in terms of parts from red bull you take them all right you take all yeah. the parts you can buy from red bull within your budget well, presumably right? they're doing that already and they have the slowest car on the grid so, so if, i don't really understand the disconnect between the two teams i don't know so, especially they, in an environment where the budgets are supposed to be the same like why why is there such a gap yeah it's it's i don't know it's it, you gotta remember they're, they're not living in the same building they don't have the same probably wind tunnel or like you know the, the, that's the, true the, the 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 brains that they have working in within the organizations are not the same you know so the design process is probably different the way they think is different in terms of uh aerodynamically you know uh mechanically like there's a lot that goes into it that you know every team could copy the red bull they would they just don't have the brains or the or the sight or the vision or the or the resources to, to do it right um and i think the same thing applies well to a good example of that was a couple of years ago when when racing point copied the mercedes like it helped them a little bit but not as much as you would have thought yeah. and the following year they were screwed there was like a slight change to the regulation that was harder on the Mercedes design and therefore also the racing point design. And yeah. then racing Mercedes was able out. to figure it out and stay competitive, but racing point couldn't figure it out because it wasn't their design yeah. to begin with. Yeah. It's, it's a very intellectually, intellectually challenging sport. So like you can't just copy your, your neighbor's homework and expect to, to score an A in the class, uh, every year.
Uh, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of it. Uh, anything else you're looking out for? Uh, trade market. I think that I, we'll we'll leave on that. Who are you Who are you gonna keep an eye out for? Uh, for the second half of the season of potentially losing or making a switch to a better team. Uh, interested to see how Ferrari sorts out their their little contract chaos. Um. This season has seemed more chaotic from Ferrari than than seasons in the past. Um, I think in terms of strategy, it's not much different. They still seem a bit disorganized there, but um, this time around, they seem to really being really trying to kind of institute a number one driver, number two driver situation, and Sainz keeps pushing back against that. So it just seems chaotic. I'll be interested to see how that gets resolved does Leclerc stay does Sainz stay you know if one of them leaves where do they go what what which team would even have an open seat um that sort of thing so it sounds like Sainz wants to get it wrapped up pretty soon um he said he doesn't like entering the last year of a contract without um having the following year kind of sorted out so so we'll see. I'm interested to see kind of the direction that they go in the future in terms of their driver lineup. From what I hear, he's having talks with the devil. He's talking to Audi a little bit already, trying to line that up. I've heard that as well. Yeah. So well, he's a smart guy. Like, you know, it's, it, it seems more and more I look at that the dynamic within the team. I think their chips are on the the number sixteen, um, and he he is uh, he's not really supported uh there um so yeah I, there's no hard feeling it's business man like i'll write out my contract and and i'll move on so i think he's she's doing the right thing for him um yeah uh i'll be looking at at uh, logan Sargent a little bit it's more and more i hear everywhere everybody nobody's happy about his performance in general uh they're praising albon it's basically albon scoring everything um but there's just it's literally Alban scoring everything, no? Yeah, I don't there's think gonna be some, a point. No, he hasn't. There's gonna be some 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 more eyes on him for the second half of the season. Uh he probably will need to score a few points um to 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 merit a spot, but I, I also think like he he probably deserves a bit more time because he's just a rookie. Um and not the he's he didn't come into F one as like a winner of F two or like uh like a great a great driver in F two though it, it was pretty abrupt how he ended up in that seat so, so I think do it you think be, that means he deserves more time or less time than somebody I, who was a winner in F two I think he deserves more time right because he he wasn't fully baked before you you bought him you bought him as uh, as a as a, you bought a potential you didn't buy something that was like fully fully there ready for f1 from my perspective i didn't even see him i didn't think of him at all as, as joining a team last year until all of a sudden he gets announced in the middle of a conference call like it was it was just awkward the whole way he got into this team uh and now with with the departure of the breeze and everything and how it's 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 looking at i feel like this team will have to deal with this this topic uh but i think i don't know the 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 best thing for the drivers another year 
the best thing for the team in terms of progressing is some other driver. That's the issue. That's the dilemma there. Yeah, um, I would but, agree. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. It'll be interesting. But yeah, that's all I have today. So I kind of think when people get rushed into F1 like that, they're more of a placeholder than anything else. So they kind of like deserve less time than somebody who like has the potential to be a world champion. Yeah, because you're they're kind of just a placeholder until you have a chance to put somebody who you know might have the potential to like win a championship or at least be like a you know a really solid career driver race winner that sort of that sort of thing so is it is it usually yeah that's an interesting way to think about it i i haven't thought about it as just they're just placeholders and 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 you just boot them out after a year i i didn't think about it that way for logan but yeah i guess if if it's a placeholder they have to find another driver but who i don't know who Who's gonna That's be the, the next thing. Rookie? Maybe they keep him for another year because he's a placeholder and there's nobody else. That's kind of yeah. so. It's like they they benefit, but they also, you know, don't benefit. Yeah. Just depends on the situation. Yeah, That's true. But you know, if nobody else is 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 in line, there's no obvious person to replace him with. Like he might get another year in F1. I don't know. Yeah, there's been. But I don't think there's any like world drivers championships in Logan Sargent's future. No, I think he at most he be he, he's he's a a great midfielder driver, right? Like can maybe win yeah. a few Grand Prix here and there if if he if he gets his his skills up and up. Um, so I, yeah, yeah. For as of what we see so far, it could change where he could start putting in so much work and. Or he gets he gets used to the series, becomes an expert, and he's just a late bloomer, and 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 surprises all. Uh, that's what we want from 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 all the drivers. We want them to like surprises, do great, win races, win championships. So if he can if he can sort sort whatever issues he has and work 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 the kinks out and become a strong driver, I think I, there's no reason why he shouldn't stick around. So yeah, wish him luck though for the second half. Yeah, I, w- I wish him luck. All right. All right, ladies and gents. <laughs> I think we've uh, overstayed our welcome into your years. We will step away now, uh, and we will talk after Quali on Saturday. Uh, we'll be in Sanford, my favorite track on the entire bloody calendar. I love that track. I love driving that track in any any gaming system. That's, that's, that's the closest I get to to that track uh but uh yeah looking forward to zenvard and uh looking forward to the to the restart cheers bye everybody